Okay, we are back. It is the It's Just Money podcast, season two, episode 12. And we are happy to be here. I think we are coming off a good week, or at least I am. And I know Jordan's had a good start to the week, so let's go to him first. JP, how are we and how is your past betting weekend slash the start of the betting week? Uh, I did have a good weekend last weekend. Uh, lost on USC, backdoor. The boys were with me on that for the most part. I think we all suffered in the opposite of silence. Very loud agony. Uh, but I was 2-0 in the MAC last night. And now I have one tonight. Ooh, that is uh, Central Michigan plus six. So I got that going. And then, you know, the weekend's going to be everything leading up to that 2.30 game. So we'll see how exciting it gets. I think the 11 o'clock slate's kind of eh. But 2.30 and 6 should be a good time. So I'm excited to kind of watch. And we've had football for what? The last? It's like seven days. That's the last Wednesday was the last time we didn't have it. So Thursday all the way. Yeah, all the way through. So I'm not complaining. Love it. Okay, let's go to Reese, who is also here. Reese, how are you, and how was your betting weekend? What's up, guys? Uh, excited to be here again, as usual. Uh, super excited. Uh, losing weekend uh, again last weekend, but whatever. We bounced back this week. Uh, I was also on that USC, and then my orange got absolutely shit-rocked uh, down to the Carrier Dome against the Golden Dome, but whatever. Um, and then North Carolina continues to be a hot team from when I bet them. They took care of Pittsburgh pretty easily at home. So looking forward to this week. Love that. It's a bounce back week. Uh, Schaefer is the last part and he is here. Schaefer, how are we outside of your unrelenting hangover you experienced last weekend and other things, but how are you and how is your last betting weekend? Uh, I've had better days and I've had better weeks. Um, yeah, I hit an over, a no sweat over uh, 11 a.m. at with Houston on Saturday. And then from there, my day just collapsed. Um, yeah, I, I mean, the rumors are true. I, I haven't hit a spread bet in two, three weeks. Um, and, and at this wow. point, I, yeah, I mean, it's like to the point where, I don't even care anymore. Like I know, like if somebody wanted to argue like a topic, it just like, I, I, like I, I, I know more than the average casual. Like, I think I know a, a decent amount more than the average casual, but I mean the blind deaf and mute can all close their eyes and bet better than I can right now. Uh, and at this point, like it, it, it would be bad. I would be like, wow, I'm a bad better. If I went like five and 12, four and 13, but I've lost 17 in a row, and it almost seems like somebody higher than me uh, is down to curse me. Not not calling out our Lord or the betting gods <laughs> by any means, but uh, definitely when you lose that many in a row, it's like the math is statistically impossible. Like you're, you're better off. You have a better chance of hitting a 10-leg parlay than losing 17 straight spread bets. So um, I got nowhere to go from here. I, I really don't. I, I would love to give you guys my honest opinion. But what does it matter? Because apparently it's just like I'm cursed or something. I, I have no no clue. No clue. So okay. that, was my little, that was my little tangent. I'm sorry. No, it's fine. You got to rant that out. Three weeks is a long time. Um, I know you've had droughts longer than other things, though. So we're good to All go. All it takes is one. 
All it takes is one. That is true. It just takes one. Um, okay. I'm gonna wait. I've been waiting. And if you're one. also Jacob, if you're hey, whoa, whoa, whoa. What? well, what? Well, what? Look at me. I thought I thought Jacob was saying. Yeah. I thought Jacob was gonna say something. That's why I was gonna let him. Oh go. no! I said I've been waiting. I've been waiting, on, I've been waiting on, on one for a while. Anyway, if you're Jacob Shaper's friend on Snapchat, and you're and you're not on his degenerates uh, story about his fucking gambling post, dude. Please ask to be on it. It's the funniest fucking thing you're gonna like in <laughs> your weekend. It's so goddamn funny. I got, I got nothing better to do. Like it's either like cry myself to sleep like, or make make fun of myself. Like I don't at this point. Now, what what else am I supposed to do? And now they're even better because you're actually like using your like like the app whatever you use for your like your TikTok the basketball and stuff like that. They're fucking hilarious, man. I just want to let you. The I, one you I, had I, about the what you had about the dude from I think it's like Ant Man or whatever. He's like, oh yeah, my dad died. But I got the car. Hey, I was a girl, man. Oh, she left me, and my dad got deported, and my mom died. But I got the van. It's nice. It's nice. That was me. Did that one just listing off all his best about the bad shit? But then, like, but then he's like, but the but whatever was. But the Houston overhead. But the Houston, the Houston overhead. That's nice. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, fuck. Okay, quickly recapping my weekend. I went three and one. Hit on UCLA first half. That was no sweat. Over 62.5, Louisville and Wake Forest. Louisville took Wake Forest to the woodshed last week. I don't know. Yeah, that was one, one of mine. Eight turnovers <laughs> out of Sam Hartman. Nice, nice, buddy. Nice. Awesome. Eight of them. Eight of them. Hey, he's happy. He's healthy. He's okay. Man. Uh, up at halftime. Lose by 35. Makes sense. That yeah, makes sense. Over 62.5, though, most importantly. Um, FIU, plus 6.5. They won in double overtime against La Tech. Weird bet. Love it. And then my loss was Syracuse getting smoked by what looked like uh, a Notre Dame oh. team that people expected at the beginning of the year. So, Dude, who was their running back? That dude looked like Leonard Fournette. Anytime he got – the number seven just reminds me of him, but, dude, he got that ball and he just fucking ran through that defense like it was nothing. That's usually what running backs are meant to do. Um, okay. Run the football. Let's jump into uh, top five quarterbacks. This is something we almost talked about last week. However, we are going to do it this week. Um, top five quarterbacks in college football, not solely based upon their ability to play in the NFL in the future, um, not placed upon their maybe their draft status coming up, solely based upon talent and just being a flat-out crazy good quarterback in football. That's it. So top five quarterbacks will go down the list. If I assume there's going to be many, many crossovers here, at least one I know of. No, two. Um, but we will let JP start it. JP, who is your number five? Let's go down the list. Worked our way okay. up. Uh, number uh, five quarterback overall. Four and five for me could definitely be flipped around. But right now, five, I have Caleb Williams at five. Respectable. 100%. I, I think I could be move him to four. And the other guy to five, but I could also move him down to six. You know, I think four and five, six are tough ones, right? I think you go a lot of different ways. I I have Caleb Williams in my honorable mention. I think it's just because I don't watch him enough. I don't think I find myself watching a lot of Pac-12 football. Um, it's understandable though, because yeah. they haven't had a big game since the Utah one, right? And you're just kind of waiting for them to go down the road and play UCLA. Caleb Williams did make my list, however. Anybody else have Caleb Williams on their list? Schaefer? He's number five for me, too. Oh, okay, Reese. Tied it up. Um, I have Mr. Williams, I think, at four. 
Um, wow. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I don't know. I kind of feel like being different. And I might say that right now, because you guys said not based on college football or not based on the NFL stock, I would put like a tied for fifth between like Drake May or KJ. Uh, probably, that's probably biased out of me to say KJ Jefferson, but um, I'd probably say Drake May over that at five but okay drake may at five for schaefer uh reese you said you also had caleb williams at five my my number five my number five i have jalen daniels Uh, i just think his ability to throw and run makes him a top five quarterback when he's healthy of course um but jalen daniels is my number five quarterback jp your number four i have drake may at four the guy's been unreal quietly so damn good uh he is throwing 71% completion percentage right now. He has 29 touchdowns, three interceptions. Uh, he has been sacked a lot, but that's to be expected with that team. But I think he's one of the best pocket passers. Throws the best, one of the best balls in the country, so I put him at four. That's pretty good. I mean, what did you say, 29 touchdowns and three picks? Yeah. That's pretty good. Okay, Reese, give us your number four. Max Duggan. Respectable oh, answer. God, that's so high. That's Four not that high. Over second second time in college in college football history that a team has beat a ranked opponent in the calendar month. He can throw for a fifty yard bomb, or he could run for a 50, he could take a fifty yards to the house. He's just a gamer. I just think he's a dude who's like a legit leader. Like if he goes to the NFL, whatever. But like like right now, for what he means to this team, to that team, I think he deserves it. Do you, re- do you do you guys really him? think that's crazy for him to be that I on four? Think he's, a, he's not a better quarterback than Caleb Williams. Yeah, um, he's just yeah. like one's done it more than one year. One's only doing it this year to this point, right? Like I don't know. I just see it differently. Like they're both good quarterbacks. I'm just I'm just saying. Caleb I'm just saying right. I'm saying right now this season. <clears throat> I I think Caleb that's not as crazy as you do. I really think he's a well. If you're monster. gonna, I think it's crazy. He's four, not five. That's what I'm saying. I don't he, top five is that that crazy? He has honorable mention on my list. My my reasoning is undefeated, not undefeated. I'm sorry, but if you call me tomorrow and say they're starting a school called freaking Bishop Venue, Sycamore down the street, and I got to pick my quarterback out of the country, I'd probably be taking Kelly Caleb Williams before I'm taking Duggan. That's all I'm saying. I think I'm taking okay. KJ Jefferson over Max Duggan right now, but okay. That's because you have a, just okay. an underlying hatred for Max Duggan because he because no, he's not in your conference. No, I, I I really don't. I I respect. I'm rooting for TCU to come out of the Big Twelve and and represent it. To be honest, and he's an Iowa kid, so like I have nothing against Max. I've competed him against him in high school. I think good he's, dude. A, he's a good yeah, dude. he's a good dude. So like I, I personally just don't think he's that great. I mean, he's been benched like three times throughout his career. So you guys played against him in high school. I heard he is massive. Like, yeah, he's a lot bigger than I thought he was going to be. That's interesting. I heard he like looks like a linebacker. Yeah, kid was like a freshman or sophomore, and I was a senior, and he made me yeah look like the freshman or sophomore. (laughs) That's crazy. Um, Okay, Schaefer. Yeah, Schaefer. Who is your number four? Uh, I'm gonna go Caleb Williams above Drake May. Uh, me and JP kind of flip-flop, but the reason being I'm taking Williams is because, number one, I think he's more pro-ready. His TD to INT ratio is 24 to 1, 
and this is his second go around, plus at another scene, and they're still winning football games. The guy has proven so far that when he touches the field, uh, his team's going to have a chance to win. So just given the fact that he's done it two years in a row now compared to Drake's eight games, that's the only reason why I'm giving him a hand over uh, Drake May. Wow. Okay. Uh, it makes me feel like my number four may be an argument here and nobody's going to agree with me, but I think I'll base just raw talent, not anything to do with this team. Uh, I'm going to say, I think Anthony, Anthony Richardson's top five quarterback in the country. I maybe this is arguable, but I truly think he's made plays that are above and beyond even some of the top names. If we're taking the, if we're taking the pro aspect of it out, I'm going to argue with you. Um, but I personally, I personally think he's too up and down right now at the collegiate level to be a top five guy. I mean, my team could fucking draft him next year for all we know. So I don't want to talk bad about him too much, but he he's made better plays than probably anybody on our list, but his like his, his up and yeah, his up and down is just, is just been too much this year. I'm solely basing off raw talent. Like his plays. The plays he's made, I agree. He has had some bad, bad ones. But the plays that he has made have been above and beyond better than any play I've seen C.J. Stroud make. Like, his spin yeah, his spin and touchdown pass, it's like... Every, everybody's going to remember that week one against Utah, that fucking pump fake, and everybody's going to yeah. remember that play this year. He's, he's got a flash factor, I'll give you that. But he has had a lot of issues. Um, he can't stay I mean, in the there's pocket a three week. There was a three-week stretch after that game where people were like, are we going to get this kid to play quarterback again, or are we just going to be dealing with a dud back there yeah. that's timid? So, ah, that's that's fucking high. If you're going athletic ability, absolutely. That's what I'm going off. Raw talent, raw talent. I think Anthony Richardson's a top-five quarterback. But he has had a rocky ride, so I, I, I will take some heat. Okay, JP, give us your number three. C.J. Stroud. I also now, have CJ at number three. Now, I go here because I think – how do I put this without making it sound like I'm being a fucking dumbass? <laughs> he, I think he had more access to more – to better play calling, to better receivers, to a better offensive scheme than a lot of people have. There's been a lot of people be plugged and played into that Ohio State quarterback role and done well, uh, i.e. Cardell Jones – uh, you can go down the list, JT Barrett, Braxton Miller, uh, Justin Fields. Like it's always been kind of plug and play. Not saying the kid isn't good because he threw three of the best balls consecutively against Iowa two weeks ago. Just one, two, three, three different types of passes, perfect spots, unreal. But I do think that he he still got this piece of him where I'm like, he's gonna do something stupid at some point, right? Like against Iowa, it was literally just take it out a linebacker straight to the chest and just drop you to football. He threw a couple bad balls against Penn State. Uh, and you're like, I mean, what are we doing, right? Like, there's just been a couple one off that I'm like, I think he's going to do something. It may not cost him, but he'll throw a dumb ball or he'll do something dumb in the pocket at some point. So, still super fucking good. But I think three is a good spot for him right now. All points agreed. I also have him at three. Reese, you're number three. I'm just sure as I contradicted myself with my argument before. But I'm going to say Drake May at three. Damn, Reese, you really be out. You're going to leave out now, somebody, now, Reese. Yeah, I was going to say now. Reese is going to leave out yeah, somebody. I am. Oh, no. I didn't leave out on. somebody. 
Wow. I did leave out Is somebody. this the one you thought we weren't going to have, Reese? You said, I bet I, I thought, have I thought, I, I legit thought nobody was going to say Drake. Oh, I mean, I knew, I knew nobody was going to say, I knew nobody was going to say Max. Okay. Come on, Reese. We're too smart I for am, you, bud. Now I'm in This ain't our first rodeo. Schaefer, you're number three. I'm going to say Hendon Hooker. I think he's number three for me. Um, the stats are very comparable between him and my number two. Uh, but the fact of the matter is, is I'm basing it off. Uh, again, I, I he, he struggled uh, in his time at Vitek, uh, and he's just kind of caught a hot streak. Not saying he can't can't do it, but he's also like 24 years old. The guy is old as fuck. So I think his upside isn't as great as the other two guys that I have ahead of him. Um, but he's leading the number one team in the country or the number one offense in the country right now. So uh, maybe I'm wrong. Uh, but then again, I mean, between Tillman and Hyatt and, and all of those receivers, we talked about Ohio State gives a ton of a uh, ton of talent to CJ Stroud to support him. But I mean, we might look back at how fucking good these receivers at Tennessee are. I mean, they're the best of the bunch in the SEC, um, which always produces high talent uh, in that conference at that position. So just for the sake of fact that it, I think it's early um, and, and honestly, after this weekend, I could change that uh, because he's going to be going against the best defense in the country. So it, maybe it's too early to tell, but right now he's going to be at three for me. Okay. I, I will agree with that in the fact that I have him at two. I'll go to my number two since JP and I had the same three. I have Hendon Hooker at two. And I s- truly think that Tennessee's wide receivers, they are very good. I do not think they are Marvin Harrison's and Jackson Smith and Jigba's. So I really think his ability and what he's shown with those receivers just shows you how elevated his play is over most quarterbacks in the country. So I'll put Hennon Hooker at two. JP. I have him at two. I, I mean, what is he, 21 to one right now? Touchdown and interception ratio. He's got a completion percentage around 72. Uh, he is in a high flight offense. I think without him, they are much worse. So his uh, importance to that team is higher than other some of these other quarterbacks. I think if you uh, take out Caleb Williams at USC and you plug in, uh, I don't even know who their backup is out there right now. Uh, I think that it doesn't hurt him as much. I think if you take out uh, Stroud at Ohio State, they have somebody to go in there and make more plays. If you take kind of hooker out of Tennessee's offense, I kind of think they're in more trouble than other teams around the country. So I'll I don't think that's two. crazy. I think that's correct. Uh, and yeah, he's thrown fair. some. He's thrown some unreal great balls or deep balls. Like <laughs> the way he throws the deep balls is like I haven't seen in years. So I do think that he's a different kind of quarterback than what we've seen and what we're used to seeing. He's more like a Joe Burrow, like the big play threat. He makes a lot of plays. He doesn't really make too many mistakes, and he's taking a team who people thought would be good, but they've been better and better, and they're just getting better as the things or as the days go. So uh, I'll have him at two, but that, I mean, I could move him to three under Stroud and not really be upset about it either. Yeah, those are interchangeable for sure. Would you say, who do you think has better balls, C.J. Stroud or Hennon Hooker? Shut the fuck up. <laughs> just wanted to check, see if you run into the trap. Uh, Reese, give us your number two. Uh, C.J. That's cool. You want to talk about it? <laughs> well, you guys, you guys keep talking. I mean, what am I going to add to it? I mean, like, he hasn't really struggled this year. The only time they they scored under thirty points was what week one against 
Notre Dame. Notre Dame when they were when they were I mean just it's just the first game of the year we were trying to figure things out. They looked they looked good last week against um Penn State. I think that de- their defense just played out of their mind. Whoever that that uh guy was for Ohio State number 44, dude, that the stat line he had for that game, he was a difference maker there, but then again, CJ just he's just a consistent guy who's not going to turn the ball over. He has insane weapons um compared to I think a lot of the the, the schools and in that conference um and like I said, I just—he's number two for me. Schaefer, number two. Yeah, I mean, I—I I don't think we're going to excite the listeners by our last two picks because um, I think our one is all going to be the same. Uh, but yeah, I got Stroud at two because number one uh, is head and shoulders. Uh, the wait, best quarterback. wait, three. Everybody say they're number one and three, two, one. Bryce Young, Bryce right? Young. Bryce Young, Hunter Decker's a whole fuck. Hunter <laughs> <laughs> Sanders. <laughs> yeah. Patriots. Yeah. Patriots number one. Patriots. Patriots. Feeling it. Down. Feeling it. Yeah. Bryce Young by far and away, right? So we'll give one reason. Yeah, just... His first. ability. Oh, you want to go first, Reese? Go. Yeah. I'm going to say when it was, uh, you just watch him play and he can keep any play alive. They might look dead. Like he is dead to rights, and he's gonna find a way to spin out of it, find a guy, get a guy open. I think it was again, yeah, that, that Tennessee game where he spun out of that ball, stops on a dime, spins again, goes back, stops, throws in a double coverage. Of course, the guys get a pi out of that situation, but the way he can just keep plays alive with his legs, with his arm, um, I just think he's the best quarterback. JP, yeah, I think his ability to. Um kind of control that Alabama offense in a lot of ways, right? He's been through coming in as a freshman and he wins the Heisman last year and he makes all these plays. And like Reese says, he keeps plays alive, but his ability to keep his eyes downfield and make plays downfield while running around in the pocket. But he controls, if you think about it, two great running backs, receivers with unlimited weapons and then tight ends. But he is the facilitator to this scheme that Saban was set out. And he gives them a lot, a lot of leash to kind of work. Uh, and just seeing him work that offense in different spots, whether it's on the road where they've struggled a little bit, but they're still putting up points. Um, just being a playmaker of that magnitude is tough to do, but that guy can do it, man. That's a guy that you're like, holy shit, what the hell is he doing this time? No, no, no. Yes, yes, yes. Kind of guy. Just it's a special kind of quarterback. I had him at number one because he's fucking good. He's just he's flat out good. 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 Yep. Good point. I try and argue that. Try and argue that. Okay, Schaefer, give us one last point on Bryce Young. Why is he num- your number one? I just think like the most underrated quality of, uh, about him is like for his size, his arm talent is the best of this bunch, and for being as small as he is, uh, I think that his ability to throw on the run and stay in the pocket and he's got one of the best arm strengths in the country, I think is what makes him so underrated because everybody undervalues him, uh, particularly for his size. So love it. Another okay. thing too, another thing too, is like, he just, his composure, I feel like in the pocket, like even if he has to get out of there, he never looks panicked. He always has a plan of what he's going to do <laughs> and never looks like he's worried in there when he has the ball. And like, if I was a fan of him, if I was a, I'll be a fan. Like anytime you have the, the ball, you would like, I wouldn't be worried. True. I don't know if I'd be worried if I was an Alabama fan at all, ever. 
<laughs> like, you know, you're going to be in it. Nobody's ever going to blow you out. No one's, mm-hmm. that'd be a nice life. Um, last quarterback I had on the list for an honorable mention that was never mentioned. Uh, Cam rising was on my list. I think he's a good quarterback. He's a he's a system quarterback. He's a pocket presence only, but he throws a very consistent good ball. So Cam uh, rising is my last one. Sam Hartman is an honorable mention. Uh, obviously had a tough week last week, but that guy carries a wake offense. Yeah, as the last two years in just unbelievable fashion. He throws the great football as well. I think uh, his arm talent is underappreciated. Do you guys remember him on QB one, the Netflix series? Yeah, but he does was that not like, feel like it was 20, 20 years ago? Well, it's probably seven. <laughs> yeah, he's still in college. Right? That was his senior year, and he's still in college. It's a long journey. Uh, okay, any other names that we did not mention? Reese and Jake. No, I like I like all your guys' list, and uh, I threw. Yeah, that was that's that's a good. Thank list. you, Jake. That's so nice. Uh, okay, let's jump to something a little different. I like your list too, Jacob. <laughs> let's some, jump to something different. College football playoff rankings are out. First week that they have been out. Um, Tennessee is number one, Ohio State number two, Georgia at three, Clemson at four, Michigan at five, Alabama all the way down there at six. What is our takeaways? And the question at hand is why does the first college football playoff ranking not matter? Why Why does it not matter? That is, I think, the, the general feeling of this podcast. Um, or if you think it does, argue that side as well. But let's do takeaways and that question for everybody, JP. Okay, first of all, if you don't believe that the college football ranking show is just kind of a get everybody hyped for the games coming up and it's not really as important as people make it think it is, like, raise your hand because I think it's kind of a sham. Not a sham, but I don't think it is as important. I think as it's more important than people think. Okay. We disagree. But here's what I think, Reese. Here's why I don't think it, especially the first one. Now, later, yes, 100% later. The first one matters very minimal because let's look at this. One plays three this week. Right, Tennessee goes to Georgia, who is an eight and a half point underdog to number three. That's a big deal. One and three, one of them will most likely have to play number six at an SEC title. So three of the top six will have to play. Ohio State and Michigan still have to play. There's two more. So five of the top six teams will have to play each other. This is just the first ranking. So that's why it doesn't matter as much because it's all going to work itself out. So where you have them does not matter. Um, And I look at things more as I like rankings for like the smaller schools. Like, oh, we're back in the top 25 because those are huge for, you know, your smaller G5 schools that are getting into the rankings being like, oh, we were ranked in the AP poll last year. We were ranked in the college football playoff poll last year. That's a huge recruiting tool. But to look at them and like put all your investment into these numbers, it doesn't mean as much. Cause I think you should look at power ratings. I think you should look at the Vegas power ratings where you're looking at who should be favored over who on a neutral field. Those matter more in my opinion, uh, but everything's going to work itself out. Like literally in one or four days, we'll know top three will be shaken up. And then in a couple weeks, five of the six teams are all going to play each other. So I don't think it matters that much, especially the first one later. Yes. I agree to an extent. Um, I think they're important. 
just to kind of give, I, I'm just glad resumes involved because I think the base that they set the first week that they come, you don't see, unless you have like a monumental upset, like a Northwestern over Michigan, you don't see much movement based upon wins and losses. But why? I don't think resume was taken into it as much as you think, because if what's Clemson's best win? Yeah, TCU. If, if you're Derek looking at resume, TCU, TCU should be over Clemson. Yeah, I think. But it's a brand name. That's what I'm saying. Is like they're exactly. putting a lot of stock in these these brand names, and I don't love TCU. I like. Don't get me wrong. I'm not a huge supporter of TCU. I think they're good, but I don't think they're great. Um, but if you're looking at it like this, I, they're four over at Clemson. They've just beaten more teams with the resume builder status on them. So that's where I see it. I Does anybody think Clemson should get in? Let's say they went out. Uh, Alabama whoa, gets whoa, back whoa, in. Whoa, 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 whoa. I have it all. I have. Okay. Okay. We'll say, we'll keep the yeah. scenario then. Yeah. Sorry. I didn't mean to jump ship. I, I, just, I, might, I can't get I that. Have have calm down, down yeah. Jordan. <laughs> no, no, no. That's fine. That's, that's clean. I don't want to jump ahead. Um, Let's go to Reese for your initial reaction of the college football playoff ranking and whether or not you think it matters. I mean, I think they got it right for the most part, except for like, I don't, I don't think Clemson is the fourth best team. Um, I think it should, you should have Michigan. I think, I think four, five, six should be Michigan, TCU, Alabama. I don't think Clemson should be in there. Granted, I know they're undefeated and all that stuff, but, like JB said about like brand names, like if if you had like Texas or Oklahoma or somebody like of like of like that bigger name for that conference, if they had if they had the same resume that TCU had, do you don't you think they'd be in there? Like that's that's yep. that's the thing that I listened to that I thought would like I think it was be there. It's just it's a little bit of bias, I think, just because like granted, you're always gonna have Alabama in there because they're Alabama. Um but that's just the one thing that I don't really agree. I I think it's I think it's like seventy five percent, like how JP said, the earlier ones don't matter, twenty and like the later ones do. I think it's like seventy five percent right now they don't matter, twenty five percent they do, because if you're gonna these teams that are fighting for that spot like TCU or Michigan or Oregon, like some of those teams who are around that spot at the end. If they're fighting for that chance to get in, who they play the rest of the season matters. And, like, that power of schedule, where they are in the rankings, like, that's going to matter to them in, in, like, in, in the long run. If LSU goes and beats this Alabama team, like, you have that, and like, compared to later in the year, if they also play a, a top 20 team or a top 15 team, something like that. Like, the rankings matter in that and where you're trying to compare wins and things like that of that nature. I feel like that's, that's part of the reason why I think it matters a little bit now. I don't think it matters that much. Like I said, like 75, 25, but I think the part of it that does matter is these, the rankings that these teams have right now. If I'm trying to get in at the end and I'm one of those teams on the outside looking in who I play the rest of the way is really, really important and how they get ranked. Fair. It kind of sucks to that's me all that fair. they used their own rankings to benefit other teams down the way and to make their own rankings. Okay. That's what I was about to say that I think it's beneficial down the road. Schaefer chime in for us. Yeah. I mean, does it matter? Um, 
<laughs> I mean, I guess, I guess I I wouldn't do very good on a on a college football talk show because I just would be like, can we stop talking about this? Um, but I mean, ESPN does it strictly for a money grab. They do it this early. Um, like they do it for water cooler talk. They do it for the talk shows for the entire week and all this other bullshit. Basically, um, so people could watch that show, and then next yeah. they go to their friends and tell them like, oh, but what about this? Like, what right? Do you think about this? But, <clears throat> um, but I, I think it's interesting. Words. I like how they put it out early because, like JP said, I think the rest will take care of itself, so none of it concerns me. Um, but I think it's kind of interesting to look at like what they think, what they're thinking at at week nine. You know, mm-hmm. why why do they think TCU still at seven? Well, they come out and say their schedule, their strength of schedule isn't hard enough, and they're like, "Fucking oh, really?" Look who Clemson played. Yeah, right. So I guess for that aspect, I kind of I think it's interesting to see where they they yeah uh, they think this early in the year. Um, it's got but it's bullshit that they can do because they talk about eye test too, right? Like people who go watch these teams and actually watch them play. So if you're weighing like eye test is thirty percent on TCU, but only like 10 on Clemson because you like their resume more or so you say like, it's gotta be even right. Your eye test can't mean more for one team than it did the other team or your resume can't mean less here, but more here. Right. So yep. it's got, like, yep. it's gotta be an even bidding, but I don't think it is. And we talk about like in a... Go ahead, Jacob. I, a... I was just saying, I think another, another thing too, I like why they do it this early because it kind of adds a little bit of pressure, like like Tennessee, like for you this week, you're the number one team in the country now, quote unquote, to this committee, and the pressure's kind of on you. I mean, it's yours. It's yours to lose at this point. So I think in that aspect, it, I think it's kind of it's fun because like we bitch about the AP poll and how it doesn't matter for eight weeks. Well, now these are the ranking that rankings that matter. Like this is the shit that counts. So now that you have that official ranking under your belt, and the, that's how the country perceives you. Now the pressure's on, so I think that's the that's the fun part about these rankings being so early. I think there is a good side to do it to do it. All fair enough. Okay, let's segue into the next segment, staying along the lines of the college football playoff. JP is going to pitch us some hypothetical situations and scenarios for the college football playoff, and then we are all going to discuss through them whether or not we think they're likely or not, and all that good stuff. Uh, JP, segue us in. So I have three different scenarios. They get easier as or harder as we go through them, right? So, Schaefer uh, went away from the camera, but it sounds like he's frustrated with something. His eggs are burned. You all right, Jake? Hey, Jake, what's up, man? No, not great. Anyways, continue. Um. <laughs> uh, Here's your scenario. This What happens in this scenario? Unbeaten Ohio State, an unbeaten Clemson, and unbeaten Georgia. Okay, those are your three. They're probably all in, correct? We all agree that they're all unbeaten? Yep. Okay. One loss. Who gets in on the fourth spot? A one-loss Tennessee, whose loss is to Georgia in the regular season. One-loss Michigan, who lost to Ohio State. Oh, or a one-loss Oregon or USC. We'll just call it a one-loss Pac-12 champ. <laughs> or a one-loss TCU Big 12 champ. One loss TCU Big 12 champ would be my pick. Maybe close to Tennessee. Those would be the only two that I think would be in the conversation. I think Michigan would be out in that scenario because their non-conference was an absolute joke. 
And I think that has to be taken right. into effect. So I would say TCU would be my first pick. One, you get another conference to represent. Mm-hmm. Two, they've played the most ranked teams and have consistently won week and week, week to week with in big games. They went to Lawrence with Kansas at the highest their program's been since 07 and took care of business. Like they just have a more impressive resume to me. So I'll say TCU. Reese? I would hope that they would pick the the one loss Big Twelve <coughs> champion because I think I would like to I would like to get as well another conference to represent, but I would I could see them also leaning towards the Tennessee. But like we talked about in a previous podcast, I think you have to put conference championships to actually mean something. And like that's that's what my argument would be. Like if if winning it doesn't doesn't mean you can get in, then who the fuck cares about winning a conference thing? What about winning a conference title? Like I think whoever if if I think the the thing that would be hard though, if that Pac-12 one-loss team is Oregon, then I think they would be pressed to put them in. I think they would lean. Yeah. If like in that situation, if if that one-loss Pac-12 team would win, then I think they would go with that there with that uh, Big 12 team. I think they would lean that Big 12 team. If if that was you wouldn't. If that was Oregon, but if it was if it was USC to win the Pac-12, then I think it would be a a, a, a harder argument if it is between Big mm-hmm. 12 and Pac-12. Wait, I think this whole thing based upon, I don't know if you said this or not, who does TCU lose to? They lose in the regular oh, yeah, season. Yeah, who would they lose to? Yeah, but who? I think that's the Texas. biggest part. Ooh. Iowa State. Shut up, Jake. I don't Who's know. ranked? Who's ranked? But if okay. They, what if they, what okay, if they run then the, yes. Okay. Yeah, which Texas? <laughs> Okay, fair enough. Um, Jake, give us yours. I I would I would say Tennessee, uh, and I think by putting them in, it would give them more of an argument um, for the twelve team college football playoff. I know it's already kind of set in stone, um, but it gives them more of an incentive to push it even faster because mm-hmm. now you leave out teams that win the conference, and it's like, well, we have this twelve team playoff. Then you give those teams a chance. Um, I personally believe. As much as I love the Big Twelve, I would, I would, I would rather. I think I'd rather watch Tennessee uh, get in, just because I think they're a more, more um, prolific offense, and I think if they're the best offense in the country. I think they're more talented than TCU. I think if they played TCU, I know we're they earned it, they won the conference and everything, but like, come on, let's be real here. That team's favored by ten points if they're playing on a neutral site field. Like, it ain't even close. So if we're strictly nobody cares about the Pac-12 after we've said they've had a good little run. Oregon's yeah. lingering around, man. I just can't see them getting in because <laughs> of how bad that game one was. But they are lingering. They're playing good I football. Would... Okay, second scenario. We'll go a little faster on this one since we kind of got our expectations. Okay, so you now have a one-loss Clemson. They lose a regular season game, win the ACC. One loss SEC East champ. So let's say uh, Tennessee or Georgia. Yeah, Tennessee or Georgia. And then one loss Pac 12, same story. Ohio State's unbeaten. They're in. They've beaten Michigan, who has one loss, and then a one loss TCU. So basically, all I've done is make sure Clemson has a loss. Well, you take Clemson out. If they lose. And when, you said they win the ACC title, though. Yeah. If they lose, they're they're out because their schedule left over is just dog shit. Like teams. So that one loss, that one loss SEC East team would lose to Alabama. 
so Georgia would be 12 and 0 going in and getting beat by Alabama, who now is an SEC champ with one loss. Okay, well Alabama's getting in then. There's no way they don't. There's no way they don't put them in. Okay, so you see an unbeaten Ohio State in a one loss Alabama SEC champion. You need to fill two spots. Everybody else has one loss in your argument. Clemson's out. TCU's in, and I guess take the winner of the head to head Georgia Tennessee. That's what I, I would think they, they would. Mean. I would think they would lean another SEC too over a Pac-12 team. Because if, they, if that Pac, if the well, Pac-12 got a one loss Oregon, Michigan, there. I don't think they're going to put them in. You got a one loss Michigan right there. Do you? But I feel like yeah, these. Yeah, yeah, yeah. These are so hard to answer because it's so dependent upon how the game goes. Because we can say, "Oh, Michigan lost yeah. to Ohio State. How bad? How bad they lose mm-hmm. to Ohio State?" Yeah, yeah, I I believe you there. That's just. It gets tough right there. Like, it does. Those are and those are these are all possible, by the way. <laughs> Let's just be clear. There's a lot up for grabs here. I just okay. want new blood. I I just want new blood in there. I don't want it to be the, the traditional same guys, but it's gonna be. Yeah. Okay. Uh, uh give us the last one. Last one. Undefeated Clemson. So you, the undefeated Clemson hurts because nobody wants them in, but if they're undefeated, they have to they're be getting in. in. Yep. Yep. Michigan beats Ohio State. They are now an undefeated Big Ten champ. Ohio State, 11-1, only lost to Michigan. Okay. Oregon wins to Pac-12, one loss. Uh, Bama, SEC champ with one loss. Tennessee beats Georgia in the East and then loses to Alabama in a rematch in the SEC title. So your only guaranteed is Michigan and Clemson. you got to fill two spots. Tennessee. I think yeah, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not putting. They're not. They're not putting Oregon in there. There's no way. So you would go Alabama. I would go another. I would SEC. go another. I would go another. I would go another SEC team, and then probably that back or that Big Twelve team. Okay. It depends on where you put Alabama. Would I would seed Tennessee because I wouldn't want to rematch them at least game one. But it's so hard to beat a team twice, and I don't know if the committee. I mean, they, they obviously would, have dealt with it, but what if? Tennessee beats Alabama in a rematch in the SEC title. So now Alabama's two losses. You don't have to worry about them. Yeah. You throw Tennessee in with one loss. Okay. Do you bring in Georgia, who now has one loss, only to this Tennessee team, a one-loss Pac-12 champ, a one-loss Michigan – or Ohio State, excuse me, whose only loss is to Michigan or a one-loss TCU? One-loss TCU that's a Big 12 champ would get my first vote. Because the conference champion would get my first vote. And it also would depend heavily upon how the TCU, not, I'm sorry, the Tennessee and Georgia regular season game goes as well. So you're, you're keeping a one loss Ohio State out? Mm, I had two teams to work with, right? I was just guaranteed Michigan and Alabama. Well, Clemson, we're assuming Clemson. Alabama because they're a one loss SEC champ. If, te- if Clemson wins out and wins the ACC, I still don't want to put them in. I'll be blatantly honest. I can give you it have to. You have Why? To. Because yeah. because for some reason, Clemson being good to win the ACC means more than TCU being undefeated winning the Big Twelve. That's just such bullshit. I'm not saying you're wrong, but that's such bullshit, man. Welcome. One loss TCU, I would value over that Clemson team. God, it's tough. It's be a good game. They're going to be a good. They're going to be a good near six bowl. Let's have let's have a playing game. We'll solve the, all of this. How about going forward? We have all open divisions. How about that? So Michigan and Ohio State get to play again in in December, and then then you can really decide. No, because then that doesn't give Nebraska a chance ever. <laughs> well, 
<laughs> well, that's, that's, yeah, that's it's already that's on conference. its way. That's what you got to do. It's on its way to open divisions from what yeah. I'm hearing. So this is, I think this is like the first year where you could legitimately, like if you, if say Georgia, like, so only one of the SEC team gets in, like whether it be Georgia, Alabama or Tennessee, only one of those gets in or somehow Ohio state doesn't make it in like, like three of those four teams get left out and like whoever you have in that, in the final, in your, in your last four, there could be like legitimate case that the best team, the team that could like legit win it didn't even make the playoff. I feel like, like if somehow Ohio State, before, doesn't, like... Ohio State doesn't make it, if Alabama <clears throat> doesn't make it, Tennessee or Georgia, if one of those teams like just doesn't make it, whoever wins it, I feel like you could, there's a legit argument that the best team didn't even make the playoff. I'd also Which like I know to it's add happened that... before, but I feel like this is the first year that's been like that. Like it's very, very true. Yeah. I'd like to add for all the expansionists out there that just think that the only solution to college football and uh, the issues of Nick Saban pretty much is that you need to expand the playoff. Did you not just hear the 30-minute discussion we had with seven different teams with a shot to get in this damn thing? Like, you don't need to expand the playoff to have more parity in college football. You just need college football to ride itself. You just need your Saban retirement away from it. You're a couple blue bloods from rebranding and recoming up and re redoing their program and being, I don't know, rejuvenized back to, you know, where they were away from fixing it and parody is a loose word you're just going to have more teams in it in the end so mm-hmm. that's all it takes it doesn't take an expansion to fix the problems fair enough okay let's go to picks since we're already 45 minutes deep let's go to picks that's what you're here for what are we on week 10 is it week 10 10 damn there are man damn that's actually I, sad for the halfway point i have uh so I have three plays, uh, one principal play that I'm just going to – I won't talk about it much. I'll just say it. The and then one lean. So I have three to talk about. Three. Reese, how many you got? What's a principal play? Question. I'll let you know. <laughs> three. How many, Reese? Ask the question now. Reese, how many do you have, Reese? Focus. I have two and a couple of leans. What the fuck's a principal? You'll learn. Uh, Schaefer, how many you got? I have a zero at the moment. Okay. Scanning, so scanning. listening, let me know what you could take so I can take the other side. Uh, two of our four, two of our four podcasters here have gone a week where they just haven't given picks. Wait, what? I don't actually know. Parker, you did get picks. No, I did. I gave a pick. I gave a fucking winner. That's too. a Marianne. You gave like one. Yeah. And it was a winner. You're welcome. Dick. <laughs> Wait, Schaefer, Schaefer doesn't have any. No. I mean, what am I supposed to play? <laughs> the fuck am I like, what the fuck right, am I supposed board. to play? All right, we'll talk about. Reese. I'll go first. Can I go first? I have three as well, so let's. Yeah, we will both go first. You can go first. Give us your principal play and explain it before Reese blows uh, a gasket. Okay. Principal yeah. play under forty and a half Air Force Army. It's a principal play because what you do is you take the unders in service academy games because they are like thirty-seven and five for the last forty-two meetings. All right, that's why it's called a principal play. Alabama was plus three in a national title game last year. Principal play, even though it lost. By the principal, you're taking Nick Saban as a short dog for a national title. I'll take those odds. Yeah, you can fall asleep. You can fall asleep betting on Nick Saban and losing. Yeah, hundred percent. Fall asleep, take it the, the under. Why the term principal? Because it's the principle of the thing. 
That's your principle. Oh, you follow that. Yeah, it's yeah, a principle. Yeah. I listen to my principle in school. What about you? I'm thinking a principle of a school. I'm like, why the fuck? No, no. no. You follow that too. Yeah, my principal at my high school is a bookie, so uh, I listen. It's called the principal play. And you just <laughs> uh, we're not going to say the high school because we enjoy. He's probably a very good man. Don't go for him, board of education. Um, okay, my first play. I'm going to take TCU minus a nine and a half against Texas Tech. Texas Tech suck balls. I don't know why that line's there. It probably stinks. It's probably a trap, but I'm overlooking it. Fuck it. Give me TCU minus nine and a half. That team's good. They keep winning. Just go, man. That's Love right. That. That's what I. That's what I did. I clicked it. I said, right, I'll take it. Unit play. Give me TCU. To win by ten, Morton. I think they win by thirty. Morton's his name, correct? That's more Chief. than ten. Yeah, you talking about the third yeah, string he was quarterback? Bad last week. Bad yeah. last week. They were horrible Back last week. Reese, give us a play. Uh, I'm just going to stick with the team that's hot for me. Uh, North Carolina uh, going to Virginia against a very bad offense. Like I said, every week when I bet on the team, it's just can okay, other team's offense keep up with North Carolina offense in Drake Bay? And the Virginia offense is one of the worst, if not the worst, um, in the ACC. Good pick. Uh, Armstrong was a, Armstrong was a stud last year, but just hasn't had it, anything for him. He's got six touchdown passes with nine interceptions. That offense just does not nice. play together. I think the, the most points they've scored all year was against uh, Syracuse, and they put up 20. Uh, North Carolina hasn't scored, I believe, under – I think the, the lowest they scored this year was 27 points against Miami. Otherwise, other than that, they're putting up over 30. Um, North, Virginia's offense, like I said, they're, and the, how, how bad the North Carolina defense is, they're not going to be able to keep up uh, with the North Carolina offense. And, like I said, Armstrong's nine interceptions. If they turn the ball over and give uh, the Tar Heels a chance to extend a lead, they ain't going to look back and they're just going to keep going. Um, Good pick. And like, I, was, I, was, I was looking at this, and Virginia has scored 135 total points in eight games this year. North Carolina scored 154 points in their first three games this year. So, give me the Tar Heels. Give me that offense. Drake May is going to absolutely slaughter these guys. That, that might be that might be the most uplifting and persuasive get like pick we've ever had. Like I've never won that. I that that's a fucking pick right there, man. Fucking take it, dude. That's a good pick. That goddamn house. He's got fucking stats reasoning. And just pure logic thrown on you. Take your Carolina. Holy in the shit, country. what a fucking breakdown. Uh, Schaefer, there you go. There you go. Take North Carolina spread. I was going to take it, but I'm not I'm not losing a bet for my friend Reese. No, I'm take not, it. Not, no, no, no. You were going to, and you wouldn't have. Your old self wouldn't have done it. I'm not losing you the bet, Reese. I'm just not hey, doing so it we for are you. Cl- I, I am win. taking you out of this hole, putting you on my goddamn shoulders. Think as you're tailing Reese, you're not making your own pick. Well, I looked at it before the before we started this, and I'm like, if I had one play, it'd be that. So Okay. There you go. So. Hey, you know Sounds what fires like me up? Talking of uh, explosive and crazy good offenses, let's go down to the state of Texas where UTEP plays Rice. <laughs> Get it because they both suck on offense. Anyway, uh, (laughs) (laughs) I'll take UTEP plus the three and a half. Uh, UTEP does hold the better run game, uh, and they are a better offensive team in a couple different ways. They have two backs that run for over 500 yards. They have uh, the ability to slow down a game with a better defense. Uh, It's more well-rounded on against the run and the pass. There is an issue with Rice. Uh, 
on offense. They haven't looked very good the last couple of weeks. They have uh, McCaffrey, the um, Nebraska, excuse me, transfer down there at receiver now. But they just – they're not a very good football team, and I don't think UTEP is really that great either. But I think they're more well-rounded than this Rice team. Uh, they're definitely like one of those Stanford, Steve, and the Bear, hold your nose games because this is going to be a fucking ugly football game. Not going to be a great one. Uh, but both teams have turnover issues, which will just make you cringe a little bit more watching it. But just look at it, plus three and a half, take the minors, Texas Western, or as they still should be called, take them plus three and a half. Okay, love that. We're getting some great breakdowns tonight. I love it. Let me give you one that is not a breakdown. I'm going to take over 66, Tennessee, Georgia. Give me some skin in the big game because I'm going to watch it. Uh, I think there's going to be points, points, points unexpectedly. I think Tennessee's offense is too overpowering, so I think they're going to get theirs. However, I think their defense does have its faults, and I think Georgia's offense is good enough to at least put up 30 and you got to feel pretty good about a close game, 33-30, something like that, enough to hang around to get you over 66. So give me that. I like the over. Uh, Reese, back to you. Uh, I'm going to go with another game that I just don't think is going to be very good. Uh, I'm going under in the Iowa-Purdue game, 41-and-a-half. It opened up at 43. Uh, Iowa looked really good on offense for the first time um, all year this year um, against a Northwestern team that just has struggled. Um, I mean, Spencer looked didn't look bad, um, but I just don't see this offense putting up points back to back weeks. Purdue, Purdue's got a, a middle Big Ten defense, not not that crazy. Um, they have a solid offense with O'Connell, um, and he loves to air the ball out with Jones and Durham. But the secondary for Iowa is pretty solid. Um, they don't give up big plays, which is what I really like about it. Um, and if they're able to force turnovers, which which is some of their uh, their strengths. Um, when Iowa does get the ball and if they do find a way to score, they just eat up so much fucking clock when they do. Um, they're not making big plays. It's run the ball, run the ball, pass it, run the ball, run the ball, run the ball. And I just eat up a lot of clock. So if they do go find a way to go down and, and punch it in for seven or for three, whatever, they just eat a lot of clock when they do score. Um, so I just think 41 and a half is a lot for both of these teams to uh, put up. Adding to that pick, Reese, I- very explosive. Adding to that pick, Reese, I think what's super beneficial for you is I think Purdue struggles extremely when it comes to covering the deep ball. That's what Syracuse beat him on. Nebraska beat him on it 10 times in that game, but just couldn't get a stop. And Iowa doesn't throw the ball deep ever, it feels like. So I feel like that's super beneficial to you. But they do eat a shit ton of clock as well. Uh, JP, last play. Can I get get an opinion on one? Yes. Yes. I was looking at – because I think I'm going to just take all over-unders this weekend. Uh, <laughs> Parks, what, who, who is uh, – who's playing – who's starting this weekend? For Nebraska? Yeah. Uh, most likely Purdy. However, they said he's been battling an injury as well today in the presser. So you could see Smothers, but not Casey. That's your answer. I mean, for, 46 and a half just seems really low for a Minnesota team that runs the ball really well. And, I mean – I think Nebraska. Really good Minnesota defense. I think. I think Nebraska. I think Nebraska covered the run last week better than people think. They didn't. Chase Brown did not have an impact in that game. He had one run over twenty yards, and that was it. And he never scored. Oh, he scored on swing pass. I take that back. Sorry, but they did not guard the run terribly. They gave up first downs here and there, but it was never a huge play. Mo Ibrahim could have a big day. However. 
I do not. I, I don't Southern hate it. State. I don't hate it. I think Nebraska gets their points this week. I think that Illinois defense <laughs> is, a, is a different monster. Yeah, Illinois is been way better. Minnesota defense is just as good. I don't know. I think Illinois is better. Yeah, Illinois is number one say, defense in the Big Ten, no? I think in the country. Yeah. They're fucking good. So I, I think I don't think that's crazy. You, you're saying over, right? Yeah, 46 and But if half. Smothers plays, they're going to run the football a ton, and that just plays right into the hands of that defense. I think either way, dude, Purdy can't throw. He sucks. I hope he fucking leaves. He's terrible. He's so bad. He is so He's fucking so bad. bad that ball, that ball at the end of the first half was fucking hilarious. The pick? Oh, yeah. God, it was right in front of me. I don't know what he was looking at. That was the only motherfucker in the area was that Illinois DB. Oh, my God. It was ugly. Just trying to make a play, coach. There was the biggest turning point in that game was the drop pass, and then Casey got hurt two plays later. But did uh, they? Anyway, okay, let's go back to JP yeah. for his final play. I don't. I like it, Chief. Oh, I have two more. I'll do them quick. Uh, I thought you said you had three plays. Yeah, You've given I've two. Only talked about one. You've given two. You. I said I had. I had three, and then a principal. Oh, uh, okay. So give us another. Asked what it was. Yeah, that weird fucking principal thing. Uh, <laughs> I forgot to mention UTEP Rice is Thursday night. So is this one. I'm gonna take App State minus three at Coastal. Uh, this one is, I think it's just a bad matchup for Coastal when you look at how these teams go up against each other. App State holds a really good defense, a much better defense than what Coastal has. Uh, ranks in the top 20 in total yards given up. The Coastal offense is solid. Grayson McCall is still a really good quarterback, don't get me wrong. And they rank in the top 40 in yards per game. But I just don't see... The past attack by Chase Bryce has been hit or miss. Like it's been solid, but it's never been great. Other than that North Carolina, North Carolina game, uh, but the ability to run the football for this Mountaineers team is uh, like Nate Noel and Cameron Peoples are two of the best backs in the country, and they'll they'll be able to run the football and control the game against this Coastal team, who's not very good defensively. Uh, defense will travel. I think that's a big reason why I like it. But can Coastal's defense really step up and slow down this offense? I'm not sure. And this is for the Sun Belt East, I believe, pretty much. And so you're going to have to come in and play. And Conway is going to be rocking. There's going to be a lot of people there. They still only have one loss. It's on the teal on a Thursday. But I just see it's a bad matchup for Coastal. It's, it's going to be hard for them to keep up with that good of a defense that they're going up against. Fair enough. Okay. Uh, I'll give my last play Schaefer. I get to defer to you. Now we get to go back and forth. I have under 50 points, West Virginia and Iowa state. I think Iowa state's defense keeps being themselves. Um, and I don't think they can create enough on offense to make this an over 50 point game. I see it being like a 24 to maybe 14 or a 27 to 14, that type of game. And I do not think it gets over 50 Schaefer. Yeah, I don't, I don't see this team getting to fucking twenty five points before the year's over. Uh, and and it's it's crazy because you don't I've see them giving up twenty five. No, yeah, yeah, that's great. I mean, it's just an embarrassment. The, de- the defense. Is really <laughs> <laughs> no, this isn't your sad boy hour. You wanted to take on. Oh, a pick. I was asked. I was asked about it, and I don't. I, yeah, they're not fucking getting to twenty fucking four points. God no. Why would they? The West Virginia defense is bad. It's bad, but like, so was Oklahoma last week. They had the worst rushing defense in the country, and we rushed for like 20 yards. It's a fucking disgrace. 
It's so fucking yeah. It's fucking okay. <laughs> yep. Okay. He <laughs> says it sounds good. Yes. Marks. Under. <laughs> under. Under. Thank you. God, under. Thank you. Thank you. Unders hit the last four times. Just say unders hit every Big Twelve game. There you go. Love it. Uh, okay, I will say this: the state of Iowa and their offensive power, besides from Morningside University, is just fucking brutal across the board. Like Morningside puts up all the points Iowa creates. I don't know how you and I and all those other teams. Last week, dude, Morningside University. If you haven't looked up Morningside University, it's an NAI school, small small town in Iowa, buddy. They put up. They were forty nine nothing at the half. I mean, 49 nothing at the end of the first quarter. Sorry, last week. In the first quarter. Yeah. They averaged like 685 yards on offense a game. Granted, it's a joke. We've watched it. Their defense in that conference is a fucking joke. Tangent. Okay. JP, give us your last play. <laughs> yeah. I'm sticking in the G5 most of this week. I'll take Marshall minus a two and a half at Old Dominion. I don't like that I'm taking so many road dogs. Mm, mm, mm. Uh, but – Cook it up, baby. Cook it up. Old Dominion? Old Dominion. Those, those are pesky little fuckers over there at Old Dominion. Yeah. <laughs> Old Dominion ranks outside the top 100 in defense and ranks 94th in total offense. Uh, Marshall possesses a strong defense and the better offense between the two. And Marshall's had their ups and downs since that win over Notre Dame. But it's just – Old Dominion is not truly good at anything. They just get into slap fests and beat teams. Uh, and if Marshall can k- take care of the football, they should have no problem winning this game. Uh, and to be honest with you, there's just a couple of things that Old Dominion does that I'm just not too on board with. Their pace of play, the way they run the football, the way the offense rolls, it just feels like it's stuck in the mud. Uh, and you can't rank out outside the top 100 in defense and like 96 in offense and expect to be the team like Marshall who – really doesn't beat itself but has you know found more confidence in things sitting at a four and four record doesn't want to fall below 500 and lose to this team all fair points okay reese give us your leans so we can talk through them and wrap this bitch up uh i'm just gonna say real quick tennessee plus eight and a half texas Kansas State is anybody gonna four and a half oklahoma state minus two and a half if i was gonna bet on tennessee georgia i'd take georgia no lie i was gonna say is, are we not taking Tennessee? Athens is going to be a fucking nut house, man. Yeah, this sure is the. T- I mean, I know they beat they beat Bam at home, so this is like their legit first. I mean, road test of the year. I agree, but I feel like with that offense, they're going to be able to keep it. They went into Death Valley. Remember, guys, that was free. That was back when Brian Kelly was still trying to be a Southerner. Like he literally changed crazy. everything Y'all. after like week four. Yeah, Y'all. it's a great day. <laughs> it's free money. Uh, okay, what was the last lane after Tennessee, Reese? Sorry. Uh, I said Texas, Kansas State under 54 and a half because I think they're both going to run the shit out of the football. And then Oklahoma State minus two and a half at Kansas. I don't know if you can take an under. I don't know if you can take an under in a K-State game after what they did to Oklahoma State last week, which we didn't mention, by the way. Yeah, but they didn't give up anything. They gave up nothing to Oklahoma State. Dude. Yeah, blank. Dude. K-State murdered the pokes what the fuck happened they do that once a year they're not gonna do it again this weekend oh mr positive Jeez. i mean i'm not i'm not rooting for case i am five points biatch farmageddon man yeah no uh those are interesting lanes i wouldn't touch either of them 
I got a lead. Give us one, Jordan. Uh, Mountaineers, the other Mountaineers, plus seven and a half. Um, I like Teams it. Teams aren't going to score. Yeah, would, you're going to give me almost eight points. I would say seven. I would say seven and a half. For all you non-college football folk out there, that would be App State that he's referring to everybody. Um, and if you didn't know that, turn it off. Or just wait because the song's coming up. Uh, I don't have a play on that. I don't have an opinion. I'm not going to lie. Schaefer, what do, what do you think? App State? No, he was, he was talking about, no, he was talking about West Virginia. Virginia. He already talked about App State as his other player. For this oh, I thought you were saying other Mountaineers in the fact that I just brought up West Virginia. I'm sorry. We have mentioned them oh, both. No, I was just saying I like both Mountaineers. <laughs> okay. Uh, what is that line? Is it seven? Is that what I saw? Seven and a half. Wow. Seven and a half. Bet, mm. bet up from four. I mean, Iowa State can't score. So, fair point. I think they're going to win two nothing. <laughs> two nothing. Under 50. I hope, Under I hope 50 the over. Check, I hope, I hope that check. Georgia-Tennessee game is 50, 52 to 49. Hey, I heard something the other day just to wrap this up on a fun note. Is it true that if somebody were to block a kick and they were to take it all the way back and it's worth two points in that scenario if the defensive team who blocked the kick scores on an extra point, if somebody on the kicking team recovers another fumble that happens later in the play and gets tackled in their own end zone, is that worth one point? Yeah. Wow. I learned something this weekend. It fucking blew my mind. Why? It's it's insanity is what it is. It would be. I mean, it's possible. Maction, some Conference USA games, definitely a possibility. I thought about, dude, who are the people like, you know, when you see, oh, this is the first quarterback to do this since 1964 when this guy did this. Who are the dudes that like, what's their job to just like look up like this guy's stat line? How do I go back all the way and find out and actually compare it to people? Just like, that dude who has that job, man. Say that's a crazy job, dude. Just somebody that's an absolute fucking wizard in Excel that has a function that tells just them. Command, yeah, just awesome. command, command F. Yeah. Look for something. <laughs> classic, <laughs> classic F. Quizlet move from college graduates. The old command F. Um, okay. Last point from anybody. Does anybody have any closing remarks before I let Reese pick a song? Enjoy the regular season, man. If we continue to do this college football expansion bullshit, it's going to get watered down a little bit. I disagree. Weekend, I think even if it's 12 teams, we're going to fight over who should be 12 or 11 or. Yeah, but that doesn't. Those aren't title We're going to fight over the buys. We're going to fight anyway. It's a great sport. Enjoy it. Uh, okay. Don't ruin it. Reese, take us okay. away with a song. Well, back down. By who? Tell the people by who. They want to know. Tom Petty. Good, good. Okay. Well, back down by Tom Petty. It's always playing. It's already playing. We love you. We appreciate you. We hope you have a great Thursday. Uh, Blessings to you all. We'll see you next time.
stay.